Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Truth with Susie Ann. And this is your host, Susie Ann. This is another special episode talking about the Day of Atonement, the fifth annual Shabbat out of the seven annual Shabbats that we have here in the Hebrew year. The Day of Atonement is called Yom Kippur in Hebrew, falls on the 10th of Ethanim, which is the 7th month in the Hebrew year. This year, based on my calculation, it should fall on September 15th, starting from the sunset on September 14th, which would be the 9th of Ethanim, as you know. The scripture for this uh, um, specific festival is on is found in Leviticus 23 verses 27 to 32. Now the plan of salvation encompasses much more than gifting repentant sinners with eternal life. It was to salvage the human race, to restore into the human soul the very nature and character of the Creator Himself. In order to do this, more needed to be done than just forgiving past sins. The very mind and soul of the individual needed to be cleansed and recreated into the image of the Divine Mind. This is the work that is done in the human heart on Day of Atonement. The purpose of the atonement is at-one-ment. The fallen human nature bearing the image of Satan is to be brought back to being at one with the Father. This plan was of such importance that it is the last prayer given by the Savior recorded in the scripture before he entered the Garden of Gethsemane, where he was betrayed. Yahusha knew the time for his death had come. He wanted his disciples to know of the high destiny awaiting all who will surrender to this act of recreation. And here's the prayer. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I and them, and you and me. That they may be made perfect in one. That the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. That's coming from John 17 verses 1, 6, and 20 verses 23 from the New King James Version. Oneness with the Father and the Son. 
This is the high calling of everyone who will accept the invitation to come and be forgiven, cleansed, and restored on the Day of Atonement. The sins that have been transferred to the heavenly sanctuary by the blood of Yahusha, shed in our place, are removed. The sinner may stand before Yahuwah Elohim as though he had never sinned. Moreover, the damage that sin has done to the brain is healed. Complete recovery from sin is the plan for the Day of Atonement. The importance of the hard work done in the days leading up to the Day of Atonement is understood here. Only sins that have been confessed and forsaken will be blotted out on Day of Atonement. No cherished sin clung to because it feels good and no one will ever know anyway will be blotted out. The blotting out of sins is a most precious gift. It recreates the neural pathways of the brain to what they were before the individual became addicted to that beloved pet sin. The person may be tempted again because grace must always be tested. But in the mind that has been cleansed and restored, there is no driving emotional need to engage in the old habits and behaviors. The power of sin has been broken in one's life and the person is restored to where he or she should have been had the sin never been indulged in, in the first place. Leviticus 16 explains what Yahusha has done for us on the cross to atone for our sins. The priests would choose two goats and cast lots to choose which one would be the scapegoat and which one would be for Yahuwah. The one that was for Yahuwah would be sacrificed, which is depicting Yahusha, to atone for all the sins of all the congregation. That's Leviticus 16 verse 15 to 19. And the scapegoat, which is mentioned in Leviticus 16 verses 21 to 26, would be bound and led away by a fit man into the wilderness bearing all the sins of the people, which depicts the prophecy of Revelation 20, verses 1 to 2. And here, it's, here it says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. This is a powerful message, which we need to remember. Leviticus 16 verses 29 to 31 says, And this shall be a statute forever unto you, that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, ye shall afflict your souls, and do no work at all whether it be one of your own country or a stranger that sojourneth among you. For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you, to cleanse you, that ye may be clean from all your sins before the Adon. It shall be a Shabbat of rest unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls by a statute forever. When Hamashiach died for us, he put 
an end to atoning for sins through blood sacrifices. And that's in Genesis 9 verse, that would start um, from Genesis 9 verse 2. Our requirement now is to have full faith in our Savior. To have full faith means to fully love Him and trust Him so as to be obedient to His every command. In Romans, it explains this process as well. Sinners enslaved to Satan are freed from the chains of inherited and cultivated sin through faith in the Son of Yah. The love of the Almighty for sinners is seen on the Day of Atonement as He, against whom all have sinned, embraces, forgives, cleanses, and restores His repentant child. What then shall we say to these things? If Elohim is for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Yahshua? For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of Yahuwah, which is in Yahusha HaMashiach, our Master. And that's coming from Romans 8, verses 31, 35, and 38 to 39. From the New King James Version. So I hope you understand fully the huge importance of this day. And guidelines for this day is very simple, actually. One, it is a Shabbat, so do no servile work therein. And you know for Shabbats, there is um, no having your own personal conversations or doing your own pleasure. So I don't have to go over that. And that's um, according to Leviticus 23 verses 32-32. And it is a day of fasting. Whosoever doesn't afflict their souls will be cut off from among Elohim's people. That's Leviticus 23 verses 28-29. Other related verses... Our Leviticus 16 verses 1 to 31. You can read all of that. Leviticus 23 verses 27 to 29. Numbers 29 verse 7. Isaiah 58 verses 3 to 8. Romans 5 verses 10 to 11. 1 Corinthians 6 verses 17. And 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 17. Oh, and let me not forget this. Revelations 20 verses 1 to 2. Thank you for listening and until next time. To check out more of my stuff or to contact me, you can reach me at Facebook at Little Space Kaleidoscope Space Girl or on Instagram at Little underscore Kaleidoscope underscore Girl or on Wattpad 
at Kaleidoscope the Pen, or on my blog on WordPress at Little Kaleidoscope Girl with no spaces. Thank you for tuning in.